What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Alarm College Football Podcast. Back here for another season, Pete Cole and me, Dan Servadidio. We did these live streams last year, if you check those out, and we've both been playing the college football DFS for a number of years now, so we are well-versed in all of this and uh, happy to have you guys aboard the Fantasy Alarm team. Pete, how are you doing? You ready for week zero? We've got coming up on a Saturday. Plenty of games to get to. Yeah, what's up, Servo? Uh, it's good to be back. It's just... Yeah. I'm still trying to get off the MLB mode into, into college football, but man, it's real. It's cool because it's something different. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's that every, anybody that plays MLB is that drawn out drag every day. That anybody that grinds it, and this is a really nice break for a couple of days. And I think this is one of the better week zeros we've had, if I remember. It's gonna be good. We got some good, yeah. some good games. You know, not a ton of like top twenty-five programs in action. Some some good teams overall, and, and a couple close ones, which should make for DFS uh, more interesting at least. A few blowouts, but you know that's expected with some of these situations, these matchups. By the way, if you are watching this and you are new to a Fantasy Alarm, go check out the Fantasy Alarm All Pro subscription. You can get 50% off for the next six months, which is all of NFL and college football, DFS playbooks, seasonal, and, and through the entire seasons, through the Super Bowl. So it'll cover the entire college football season there. But 50% off for the next six months, promo code NFL50. So that'll give you access to our playbook that is up right now if you're watching this for college football. Or this is the main slate we're going over, but Pete Cole will have the night slate playbook, and we'll be doing this all season so uh, hopefully you guys can join along and and those playbooks we encourage you to go check those out because there are more in-depth thoughts this will be kind of a, a quicker preview through each position the top players you know values all that those playbooks are going to have more write-ups about different players and more thoughts and, and core plays for for the slates so a cash and gpp strategy all that i mean we'll be talking about some of this on here but i encourage you guys to go check out the playbook and with that we will get into this slate so week zero some great games i mean i think that like you know we have like a couple of big 10 matchup nebraska northwest right off the bat in ireland ireland (laughs) gonna be awesome to kick off the saturday early slate here and then, you know, a team like Florida State, which is going to be awesome to watch. I mean, they're playing a, a cake matchup against Duquesne, but I think it'd be cool to watch Florida State and see if they are, you know, back. They got upset by Jacksonville State last year in one of these easy matchups, so they, yeah. they are probably itching to get back in there. And then some good offenses, Utah State, Western Kentucky on the board. And let's start with quarterbacks here. I think the three that's you know, people are going to be choosing from, whether it's cash or GPP, Austin Reed, Jordan Travis, and Logan Bonner. I mean, I think, you know, you can go a number of different ways there, and they're all similarly priced. Jordan Travis is the guy that, you know, it's I'm worried that the blowout factor is going to come into play with Florida State, but I'm also hoping that he does plenty before he's benched, right? That that's my biggest concern with Jordan Travis is that is that blowout factor. Yeah. I think I mean dual threat, that's what you want in college football. I mean, college football DF in Oh, I've been I've been reading a lot about Travis, especially down here in Florida, and especially the way his arms developing. So, and we all know how good of a runner he is. But that's my problem yeah. is Duquesne is how. And re- next week they have a big time matchup next week. So, and who who are they playing next week? I know that I, I actually I wrote a note down here, and of course now I can't find it. But they have a big they have a oh, decent matchup next week against LSU. So oh, yeah, yeah. How far do they want to go with Jordan Travis risking injury before a big game at LSU? I mean, you don't want to lose week two to LSU. So, 
you know, I mean, last week I looked up against UMass. They, they played against UMass. He threw the ball 10 times, ran the ball nine times. Yeah. Is that going to get it done at $8,800 in DK? No. So that drops him a little bit. But I think he's the most talented quarterback on the slate. Yeah, and then the other factor is that Florida State has Chuba Purdy, a transfer now. So it's like they have him in the mix and might want to get him more playing time in the second half, that, that kind of thing. Yep. And similarly, you, Logan Bonner for Utah State. So they have Levi Williams in town now. And Bonner is coming off an injury, has practiced in fall, but you know missed all of spring camp. And I think, I mean, they're, they're big favorites over UConn here. I think 26 and a half is the, is the latest spread I'm seeing right now. But they are probably going to be up and up early and often. And, and maybe it's like a situation where Bonner is sitting for part of the second half. So that limits his upside. And same situation with Austin Reed for Western Kentucky. Because Western Kentucky is, uh, you know, three touchdown favorites over Austin P and and probably going to be doing plenty. I think that is a situation where we'll probably see the starters well into the second half. And hopefully Austin P keeps it a little bit closer. I will say, like, the, the level of blowout, it's going to be Duquesne getting, getting absolutely killed by Florida State here. And then... Utah State expected to, to win much bigger than West Kentucky. So if you're trying to rank those. But, you know, the the you mentioned the dual threat with Travis. That was something we loved last year from him. And, and basically, anytime we have a DFS quarterback for college football, I mean, the dual threat is something that puts them above these other guys. But Austin Reed, I mean, replacing Bailey's happy at, at West Kentucky, this offense can be pass happy going to be filled with the scoring. And they usually do it through the air. This isn't a team that has a strong run game. So if you're looking to pair, you know, you're get, getting West Kentucky, you're you're looking to pair Reed with maybe a receiver or two. Austin, and I think you got to use Austin Reed in cash. He's 9K. He'll, probably, he'll be popular. Yeah. yeah, he should be a 10K player. You know, he's Division two player. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've watched him play and all that. I mean, I've seen some clips of him. He is a talented kid. It's a high-octane high offense of four, what, three touchdowns, 275, something like that. He's your cash play, and I may go different GBP just because he's going to be so popular. Don't leave out my man Tommy DeVito, though. Tommy DeVito was just named <laughs> just named starter Illinois. He's my man from Syracuse, he's a Jersey kid, but he's actually starting. So actually, good for him. Uh, congrats for him. I honestly, I wasn't sure if he's going to start, but he's. I will have him in a GBP somewhere. But I think I think you're right. I think Reed's the play at cash. He's going to be very high owned. I uh, do worry about Bonner. Bonner. Is though it seems like he's been given the keys to the kingdom now this year. Last year there was a little bit of a committee there, but even Levi there, I think he's you know he's the main guy. But uh, to me, it's all about Austin Reed, maybe some Jordan Tra- Travis and GPPs, and yeah. then the rest of these other guys. We got all we got all these committees and stuff, right? I mean, even the Austin P game, I and mean, we the Austin, Austin P team, they're they're quarterback by committee right as of right now with Sheldon Layman. He just start, but Delay was going to come in at some point. Sixty forty, I think I saw. Yeah, I'm staying away from that anyway, but yeah. yeah. I mean, the only so the only guy lower down the quarterback list would be Casey Thompson for Nebraska. I'm What's sure your if you, thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean, so if you followed college football at all, you know what the situation with Nebraska is. They got Mark Whipple over from Pitt, their offensive coordinator, and Big we also OC. Yeah, we also with Kenny Pickett turned into a first round quarterback in the draft because of that offense. And Jordan Addison, one of the best talents, now he's gone. But so we got Whipple over Nebraska, and they also bring in so Casey Thompson transferred from Texas. They also brought in Marcus Washington transfer from Texas. Trey Palmer, Which is interesting. 
Yeah, Washington, Washington on the slate combo. for sure. Yeah, we'll get to receivers soon. But the the Trey Palmer from LSU, a, a guy that's going to be you know rumored to be in that Jordan Addison slot role for for this offense now. So this offense should be much better passing wise. And this is this is no longer Adrian Martinez that quarterback for Nebraska, who was always a question mark for us for DFS, but in real life too, just costing them games yep. left and right. Oh, I um, think we put. I, there are days I lived and died by him too. But I mean, he was he was good for DFS. He had that dual threat ability, but also would you know fumble in the fourth quarter, and then in the real life that would, would cost Nebraska. But also for DFS, it might you know move you down a few spots in, yeah, in a contest. A couple points, but I what's it? But he, I think Thompson's problem was his thumb, if I remember correctly. I think From it was last thumb. year, yeah, yeah, and that kind of bothered him all season. So I guess he's pretty much back, full ready to go. So I think that's a decent call. That could actually be one of my top. That would be one of my top. I'm one of my top GBP plays. I mean, he's. I mean, he. The price is really good on DraftKings, 7200. Yeah, Kimmer Travis for GBP. That's gonna be a. a I think. I think Thompson might be more rostered because he's cheaper. Just that that simple fact. I mean, Travis. People might go to Travis in cash games. I'm trying to to decide if people will. Yeah, yeah. The closer game. So Nebraska is. I mean, the line has moved a bunch, but. Looks like about Two 12, so 13 I, I, I points. have 13 yet. Yeah, yeah, it's moved a lot, but, you know, 14 I'm seeing. So it, it's it could be going back and forth, but but remain close enough that this won't be a blowout for sure. I mean, it, it was last year when Nebraska played Northwestern, but I think the fact that this game's in Ireland, it's, you know, it, it's no, there's no home field advantage for either squad. And I think just conference game right off the bat, I think it's just going to be a tighter game in general. So, that yeah, the, but Nebraska, and we'll get through a couple of receivers. We mentioned Washington, Palmer as, as possible pairings with Thompson, if you want to go that route. The other guy I have to mention, UNLV's quarterback situation is is a very interesting. So they have an, an either-or listed. On their depth chart, we got Doug Bremfield. Bremfield. Once a runner, runs a passer. Yeah, Harrison Bailey, but Bailey on DraftKings is forty five hundred. So if we and this game is at three thirty Eastern, so we will have a couple games that already kicked off. But if we're talking like super flex, and you want to go, you know, we get word that Bailey is the starter. I mean, they might split time, but if Bailey starts at forty five hundred, it's yeah. going to be hard to pass up, especially in cash, and he's going to be very, very chalky. You know, so that that's the name to keep an eye on. You might want to just avoid the situation altogether because it could he was be a four star too. That this belly kid, yeah, he's from Tennessee, I believe. Tennessee transfer, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so the, it's interesting because he was a, kind of expected to win the the starting job this summer and, and pretty you know going away, but they haven't named him the starter. You know, Brumfeld's a holdover. He was hurt part of last year, but Cameron Friel is, is yeah, also Friel a guy that played last year. So, yeah, and UNLV, so the other thing is with this game, like the others, UNLV is big favorites over Idaho State, should be a, a blowout win. So we'll see. We might see both quarterbacks at some point. So maybe Bailey doesn't start, but he comes into the game or vice versa with Brumfield. So just keep that in mind. But you have to, I mean, 4500 you know, min price for a quarterback. So just yeah, obviously keep that in mind. One more comment, I guess, before we get out of quarterback. Is yeah. if, if you're ever playing FanDuel, you got you got the Perry Chris Reynolds matchup. I've, I've I played Chris Reynolds a lot last year in DFS. Yeah, I, I like that game FAU Charlotte. So that'll be more on my my night slate for, D, for DK. But if you're playing FanDuel, don't sleep on either of them. I'll be more Perry in this matchup. I think Perry's decent. I mean, last year if he had four rushing touchdowns over 2,700 yards, 20 touchdowns in the air. I think Perry's a good spot for for FanDuel, and he's coming. 
much cheaper than Bonner, much cheaper, a couple like three grand cheaper than Austin Reed. So that's that's for these FanDuel players. Yeah, the yeah, and I it, it's interesting that that game is on the FanDuel slate because yeah, you mentioned it's gonna be the night slate for DraftKings. So if you are on FanDuel, we'll get to a couple other guys from that game that's you've got to keep in mind because people will be on that game. That game total right around sixty, and it's only you know a one score favorited U team, so it's gonna be a close game back and forth probably. Tons exactly. of offense. So you're on FanDuel. I would be playing either of those guys over Jordan Travis. Yeah, and yeah, you mentioned the pricing. They're both pretty solidly priced. They're both below Casey Thompson, for example, on that slate. Then let's go to running backs. And by the way, on FanDuel, Harrison Bailey is priced up to 7500 I think they waited to release their pricing to, to kind of get a better yeah. idea. But DraftKings had this out a little bit earlier, so he's min-priced on there. So just you know, don't miss him in the player queue if we get word. And this will be, by the way, we'll be in the Discord on Saturdays answering questions for you guys. And uh, if you have an all-pro subscription to Fantasy Alarm, you can access that Discord. And it's a big thing for, for us on Saturdays, Pete. I mean, for, for all sports, for every DFS you play, I mean, we're the whole Fantasy Alarm squad is in there answering questions, lineup advice. Injury news, especially on Saturday mornings, is huge for us because we get we get something five minutes before kickoff that this player is out, and it could be a huge factor. So, yeah, be in there with us. And last year we did the live stream and had the Discord going, but I think it'll be a little bit interesting to just be in the Discord and give you guys that info right away. So yeah, it will be much more helpful this year without the live show. Yeah. Yeah, so if we get, again, if we get word on Saturday that, that Bailey's the starter, just keep an eye on that. All right, running backs here. We got, you know, Calvin Tyler Jr. for Utah State, Chase Brown for Illinois are the top two guys overall. And I think people will be choosing between them. I don't know about rostering both for cash, but I think you can go either way. I mean, Tyler, again, with Utah State, they have the blowout factor here, you know, should win big over UConn. But again, he could have, you know, two touchdowns and you know, 25 fantasy points before he's even, before he's out of the game. So it's, that's the the interesting situation there. Chase Brown though, should be fed the rock. You mentioned DeVito got the start, getting the start for Illinois. I think maybe they are still a little run heavy with that offense and against Wyoming. They, they should win pretty handedly. I think here at home, Wyoming's offense going through some transition. So I think Chase Brown is a is a solid play for cash. You can, it's it's going to be a safe one, and I I'm interested to see how much he's rostered compared to Tyler. Yeah, I I love running back on this slate. I really do. I could make a case for Chase Brown, Amir Johnson, or Tyler, and we didn't get to Aiden Robbins yet. But my two big guys, of course, Chase Brown, and going against Wyoming, they're they're allowing like 180 plus on the ground last year. I think I to me personally, I think Brown is. Brown is a better choice than Tyler on the slate. I think it's just tough to, ch- to fade Chase Brown, especially with their new offensive coordinator, was Barry Looney, who pretty much ran sincere McCormick into the ground. And we we could see these guys run 40 times uh, tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow. So Chase Brown could see the ball a lot, which also may put in a guy, may put in a play, a guy like a Josh McCray behind him, who you know, Brown is 30 touches. I could see Chase, you know, McCray coming in and getting 15 touches or something, but they're going to run the ball a lot. So yeah. Brown's my guy, but Ramir Johnson, Ramir Johnson, to me, he's just, he's one of those guys that's very, I'm very curious about him. He kind of like, I was actually reading, he kind of made his, he kind of made his own position. He's been kind of like running a lot of the slot too. Yeah. So he kind of gave himself his own position name. I, just, I can't remember. I saw it somewhere when I was researching before. But you got Ramir Johnson sitting there. I think Ramir Johnson at 5,400 
you really can't sleep on that either. And uh, Northwestern was real bad last year on the ground. So I may play Johnson and Brown over Tower, but I'm not, I would never tell anybody not to play Calvin Tower tomorrow either because Tower's a good play. Probably 8 one no, it's, it's a lot of money when I can, be, when I, when I can get Ramirez 5-4 and then right now I have Chiefs Brown or Calvin Tower. I yeah. guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, so Brown, it's interesting because Brown is $200 less than Tyler on DraftKings, but he's $1,200 less on FanDuel. So they got Tyler priced up there. So Brown, definitely a better play on FanDuel if you're looking there. And I think DraftKings, I I think we're both leaning there. But, you know, going back to the Nebraska backfield, this is going to be, I think this is a headache this week. I like Johnson, too. That price is very good. But they have, I mean, I, I was reading reports, too. So they have possibly four or five running backs that could get snaps in this game. Anthony Grant is a is a JUCO transfer that apparently been looking very good and he's got the or designation with Johnson among the starters I think so it's okay. That's that's going to be interesting but as you mentioned Johnson could be the pass catching guy and, and and you know PPR we love that so I think it, you know choosing between the two I'd go Johnson for sure over Grant. Grant is very much priced up on DraftKings and I think until we get some clarity, you can't pay uh, sixty seven hundred to roster Grant there. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely yeah. not. I'll be playing Ramirez <laughs> over Grant. Uh, but Grant, well, you know, Grant, Grant was a top. You know, he was a big JUCO back too. So can you I, get I, can you get Calvin Tyler? Can you get Tyler in your same lineup with Chase Brown? You may because there's a lot of value. There's a lot of value at wide receiver, and there's even a couple of some value here. We haven't we haven't gotten the UNLE kid. Yeah, right. If we can. But yeah, and by the way, Johnson, I mean, you could put him, like you were saying, like in your flex. If you want to go Tyler Brown and Johnson as like your cheaper flex, that can work. And we, yeah, you mentioned, so we got some value at receiver, but the value running back, I mean, he's going to be very popular on DraftKings and, and just kind of a free square. And that's Aiden Robbins, the Louisville transfer, who's been named the starter for UNLV. It's just oh, yeah. a situation where you guys, I mean, you got to play him in cash, right? I mean, you can fade him in GPP, but 3,300 in DraftKings, you got to play him there. He's priced He's priced up to 7,300 on FanDuel, so more of a decision there, but he's the lead back for a UNLV team that's that's favored by four touchdowns around, so or three or four touchdowns, so it's going to be, he should get a plenty of work and probably finds the end zone once or twice, so... Just don't think twice about it in the DraftKings cash games. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lock. I mean, when you got price like this, I just made a lineup. As you were talking, I made a lineup in like two minutes and where you can get Brown and Tyler in your lineup together with Aiden Robbins and Austin Reed. So there's enough value, which kind of worries me too because I may see a lot of chalk tomorrow. We might want to be different. But Robbins, Robbins is a play. Since we saw what Charles Williams did at UNLV, UNLV last year, and even if Robbins doesn't play much, you know, I mean, once again, it's – He's not a lock of 25 touches at $3,300. It's not much. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not going to bump your slate if, you know, if something happens, he doesn't get the, the workload, which we think he's going to get. Yeah. And then FanDuel, just to go back to that, if you're playing over there. So it is more of a decision. 7300 is his price. I mean, compared to, you know, Chase Brown is 8800 as we were talking about. Ramir Johnson still cheap on that site, 5300 But 7300 I think, you know, he's still, he's still pretty fairly priced compared to other top backs on this slate as a you know yeah. lead back for a big favorite. So, but yeah, so that's, uh, I do like that. The other guy I want to talk about is Treshawn Ward from Florida State. So the Florida State backfield kind of, it's tough to get a read on this too. We, you know, we're talking about big, big favorites here over Duquesne. So multiple guys will get carries. It's just a matter of what 
a guy like Treshawn Ward as the lead back is going to do before he's benched or before they start running Trey Benson out there, who's also very talented, but just he's too expensive, especially on DraftKings, 6,500. But, you know, you also got Lawrence Toafili, who's the other, you know, co-starter running back, but kind of the a different guy than, than Ward. And I think, you know, Treshawn Ward was really good when he got in there last year behind Jay Sean Corbin. But uh, I think Ward at 6,100 is something you got to consider because that's pretty cheap for a guy that could easily go for 25, 30 DraftKings points if if he's at his ceiling. You know what I mean? So, totally, I totally agree there. Four state runners never been good to me. You know who I one other name I'm I think is going to get work even though look at North, the only people I'd be looking at at Northwestern is going to be Evan Hall at 6,300. Uh, I'm I'm expecting 15, 20 carries, but you got Cam Porter back. Now, Cam Porter missed all 2021, but 2020, he was a team's leading rusher. So he's there. But I do think that Evan Hall, I think, is a good spot. GBPs, but I he's one of my favorite GBPs on slate, Evan Hall. I can see Hall having a decent game here against Nebraska and even running Porter as a pivot. But don't sleep on Hall this week as a GBP part. Yeah, yeah, you definitely got to keep an eye on him. Even like Titus Swen from Wyoming, I mean, I won't play him, but he's also— That's another good call. You should get plenty of of work. So if you were just looking for volume, I mean, he he will get it. So, but I won't go there in cash. But yeah, like GPP, you could definitely go there. That's a good call because we know that you know Wyoming likes to run the ball too. Yeah, they had Valaday there. Who's so? I mean, yeah, a different situation. I just think I don't know how much they're gonna have the ball because like Illinois, we talked about is gonna run it a ton, and they got. They just have the better, you know, home field advantage offense in this situation. So I just I'm worried about the Wyoming offense in general. So Swen, you know, Titus Swen might get 20 touches, but how much is he actually going to do with them? So that that's what I would worry about. But yeah, so all right, let's go to the receiver here. You know, if we're just looking at the top of the price list, we got Western Kentucky's Malachi Corley at the top which is a really interesting situation. So the, this this offense loses Tinsley and Stearns from last year's team, and they were both studs for DFS and in real life just racking up a ton of yards. So Corley is the guy that, that should be moving into that top spot. But just to go through West Kentucky's offense, so if you're playing Austin Reed and you're looking to pair one or two of these guys, there's a ton of ways you can go. Jalen Hall. Oh, you know, too many ways. Yeah, there's too many ways, honestly. Jalen Hall is an interesting guy, but maybe priced up a little bit much until we see what his true role is. But he's a guy I loved at Western Michigan, so he could easily emerge as the top guy for Reed. And, you know, maybe down the line we play him more over Corley. But Corley's good. I mean, he's a top returning guy from this this offense, so he's – he can't be ignored. Matheson and Simon are in that mid-range – I think our, our options, Simon, the tight end, could be a top target for Reed as well. But Matheson also, maybe more a cash option there. But I think the name everyone's going to go to is Daywood Davis. He's priced way too low, 4800 Right, Going to be chalky in cash for sure. So, And he's also one of the top returning guys from last year. So, I mean, he, he's more of a big play guy. So he, he might be more boomer bust than you think. But I think he gets enough work in this in this environment to, to easily return that, that price tag. Yeah. D- Davis is going to be anybody's cash lineup. Yeah. You know that, like you said, I'm interested in Joshua Simons, big tight end. He's back. He was really good there before he got, before he got hurt. Right. Yeah. He was out if, if I remember last year. So 
Yeah, he missed pretty much the whole year, yeah. I mean, any of these guys, like this whole team, I mean, a like guy like Stearns at Tampa Bay now, he had Mitchell Kinsey last year, who was at Penn State. This is a, These guys produce talented receivers, and all these guys, Jalen Hill, they said Batheson. One other name I, I think that may fly under the radar a little bit is Dalvin Smith at 3,500. I think Dalvin Smith's in a good spot. I think he may be one of the lowest-owned of all those receivers, I mean, he had a complimentary role last year. I'm assuming he's going to get more of a role this year. But he's my one sneaky play. We all saw Jalen Hall at Western Michigan. We know that how explosive he is. But we yeah. saw, that's going to be the problem on the slate, though, is I think, like any other sport, you start playing these chalky guys. It's the first week of college football. We have no idea where, yeah. you know, where these coaches are thinking. The problem is going to score so many points. But man, I mean, I would like to start looking possibly at some other other teams too. Like on the other, on the other side, on the other side of the field, there, Dre McCray. I think Dre McCray is way too cheap. Yeah, uh, good call. To me, he's to me, he's a lock. McCray is more of a lock in cash than Davis, but I just don't know, know how much Davis. You know, we don't know. It's Jalen Hall could get all the throws. I mean, Matheson can, Simons can. I mean, think Davis is gonna be one of the guys. Corley's gonna be a slot guy in a stern role, and Davis is gonna be more of the Tinsley role, the grand slam guy. I'm thinking, but. We don't know. I mean, we haven't seen a game yet. So sometimes, listen, GBPs might be different to go start looking elsewhere. Dre McCray, you're one of your ex-Maryland guys, Brian Cobbs, who I'm very interested in. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, then I got a surprise play at Duquesne I want to bring up before we end up on the value. Oh. Plays, Isaiah Williams. So, you know, now I'm starting to name all receivers. But I guess I'm saying I don't want to get too tied into these West Kentucky receivers because we don't know. Yeah. We're thinking, you know, Corley's a stern. Daywood, Daywood is a Tinsley role. But what if Josh Joshua Simons comes in? We all know how good how good Jalen Hall is. So may not yeah. come out. I think it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah, I think a GPP can obviously go with any of these guys, and I think any of them oh, could definitely. catch definitely. any of them could catch two touchdowns. So it, that, there's that aspect. But yeah, like you're saying, there's so much value on this slate that you don't need to play, you know, like Simon or Hall. I think until we see exactly what the situation is, because you know, new quarterback Reed Austin Reed. He could have, you know, he didn't throw to these guys last year. He could have any favorite receiver that might yes. emerge in this first game, and, and we just don't know that right now. I mean, the practice reports are only tell you so much of who's starting and all that, but, you know, it could be easily be, like you were saying, Dalvin Smith could be Reed's favorite target, and all of a sudden he's the guy. So it's... Hey, it's Zach Kittley's gone, too. We don't we don't know. I mean, it's Tyson Helton pretty much ran that. He ran the airport like an like a NFL coach is running a free agent <laughs> draft, but um, with... Kit, Kitley's gone at Texas Tech, so we don't think there's, there's going to be changes there. Yeah. So I just don't want to get too locked into all these Western Kentucky guys. We, we're not positive where these guys are going to go. But on FanDuel, I think Jake Hall and Simon are two guys that are too cheap on FanDuel if you're playing on FanDuel. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Yeah, I mean, just like looking at those prices, I mean, you were talking about someone like – like David Davis is priced up to 7800 Like that's a 3000 difference between that DraftKings and, and FanDuel. And Dre McRae on the other side, 7500 So he's also priced up. But let's let's talk about that Utah State because you've mentioned Brian Cobbs, a Maryland transfer now coming over there. So this, this receiving core lost a ton from last year, just like kind of like Western Kentucky. But Devin Tompkins, you know, a top NFL draft prospect that's now over there. But Brandon Bowling, Derek Wright, both also gone from this receiving core. So that's the top three receivers. And this is an offense that, you know, throws a bunch but is very prolific and it's it's a scoring but passing game overall. So some of these guys are going to return value for sure. Justin McGriff is the hold the the, the hop holdover. So he <laughs> is 
the priced up to 6800 on DraftKings, but I think that's tough to pay for him compared to like Brian Cobbs, who's probably going to do similarly, but you know, costs a lot less. The guy I, I, I'm looking at, Kyle Van Leeuwen. I think is how you say it, but he is supposedly going to start in the slots. It's an or designation with Nine Eye Davis, so that's another name. Thirty nine hundred on DraftKings you can look at, but Van Leeuwen has been, apparently been ha- having a good connection with Bonner and is is the guy in the slots. So I think at forty two hundred, it's not a lot of risk there to roster him. So yeah, the, I mean, the, the ton of options you can go here. I think for for the Utah State offense, if you're looking to pair with Bonner. <laughs> I think McGriff's going to be the popular play. That's why I would, I would probably lean Brian Cobbs myself. Yeah. And I just think Cobbs is a pretty talented receiver. And blow out factor there, too. You know, so we don't know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the other game. One other name I didn't mention was Robert Burns. Robert Burns on UConn, ex, ex-Hurricane. So uh, running back, GPP only, but as a dart, never know. I just saw UConn. I, I have no interest in UConn at all. And aside, Robert Burns. So not the yeah, and he had a, so he's going to be the starter in that offense. I mean, yeah, like so that's a situation where it's you you know, you, yeah, you you don't know how much UConn is going to be running the ball maybe early in the game, but you know, late in the game if they're trailing, it might not be a ton of work for him. But but now that we're talking about that, I mean, Keelan Mar- Marion is a cheap guy on UConn's offense. If you think they're going to be passing a lot in the end of the, and they're going to be, I'm assuming, I mean, yeah, something. They're going to be. Yeah. Aaron Turner is another cheap guy. If you're looking at the, the UConn receiving core, just to, I want to go back to the Nebraska because we, we talked about them. If you're looking to pair someone with Casey Thompson. So Trey yeah. Palmer is the LSU transfer who's who's apparently going to be in the slot and where Jordan Addison excelled last year in that pit Mark Whipple offense. So I think at him at 6,200, I'd much rather play him on DraftKings than Omar Manning. We don't know what Manning's role is going to be yet. I mean, he's priced like he's the top receiver, but I don't think that's going to be the case. And and again, this is a new quarterback situation, so we'll see who Thompson likes throwing to. Marcus Washington is the name we mentioned earlier. Texas transfer. That's what Um, just be Marcus Washington. I think he's going to be popular, right, in cash? I'm assuming they came there together. They both transferred from the same school there so there's got to be some kind of connection right i mean, I, I would think if marcus washington had had some kind of an issue with casey with casey thompson you know what i mean or he didn't like to throw to him i, I sure as hell don't think he would be transferring to say yeah, he wouldn't be casey there. Thompson, right so <laughs> yeah. to me it makes you th- I think there's more of a positive on there where they're friends and marcus washington thirty eight hundred dollars i do like trey palmer i think palmer's a great spot i think palmer's a guy personally but i think marcus washington may be one of the guy that comes out having a big game i just think that that connection that he went there for a reason i think yeah he's too cheap and if you look back i wrote about this in the playbook but it, it, you can see the specific stats there but uh, the two games that he had his be- his two best games last year washington were two of the games that uh, thompson had his best games when he was you know, healthy, not dealing with that thumb injury and not splitting work in that at that that quarterback there. So it, it's kind of matched up where those two kind of paired off and had both had good connection there. So they they have that report already. So that's that's a huge thing to look here. So they I, I do like I do like him at thirty eight hundred a lot. I mean that's gonna be hard to yeah, get away too. from, I think, if you're looking for salary, especially below four K. We love these receivers that are below four K. So I want to move over to the Florida States receiving core quickly here. Year. Micah Pittman, the Oregon transfer, comes over. He's priced up at 7,500 in DraftKings, but I do think he's going to be 
the top receiver. He's, you know, he's their kick returner, their punt returner. He's going to be their top guy. It's just a matter of, again, his connection with Jordan Travis. You know, we keep, we keep talking about it, but it's, it's a thing. I mean, we don't know who he's because he played with some of these guys last year. Travis did, but Pittman comes over as a transfer. So, you know, maybe the coach talk is crazy about Micah Pittman this year. Yeah. They're hyping him up. Yeah. Very hyping him up. They, they said he's had one of the best camps they've seen him quite a while. Remember this guy's been pretty much, pretty much a stiff coming. I mean, from Oregon, I mean, he's not been good. He's done. I mean, his best season was 2019, but they're praising this kid. Maybe there's a reason they're doing it, but Micah Pittman is also my favorite. My favorite call there too, and GPP only. I think he's a seven seven or seven five. But I'm glad yeah, you, I'm glad you brought Pittman up because I didn't know to bring him to bring him up and I forgot. So I like that call too, GPP. Yeah, he's a bit expensive to play in cash on this slate, yeah. especially the blowout factor. I mean, he could have he could have two catches and then you know Far State's up by thirty and then all of a sudden he's not really on the field. So yeah, it's it's a risk there for sure. But yeah, so yeah, he's and the the other guys in this they they have a lot of either or listings on the depth chart. So I think it's hard to trust any of them in cash games. But you could take a chance. GPP, one of them could score a touchdown, return value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Johnny Wilson at forty one hundred, a, a guy to look at. Transfer Definitely. from Arizona State. That's the GPP play. Yep. Yeah, he was solid for us that we played him when he was at Arizona State. So I think he's a bit too cheap for for what he he could end up being. You know, a top target for Travis. Who knows? So uh, I want to get to your Duquesne guy that you that you hyped so, up there because I I want to say so I wrote up the playbook and I mean I saw all these guys but in my mind I'm like I just don't know I I feel like Duquesne might just get you know they could get shut out in this oh, game. Oh, I mean <laughs> they very well could be. Yeah, um, maybe, yeah. but but like you're about probably about to say, one of their guys could catch five, six passes and return value. So who is it? <laughs> this is like your call. Remember your call last year, the Maryland tight end? Was it Maryland tight end? Oconquo. Yeah, you had that call. In hey, Saturday. He had a huge game too. camp right now. <laughs> that, yeah, you're right. Yep, that was a big, he was a big moneymaker that day. So that was, one, that was one of your best calls of the year last year. But everybody's going to be looking at Joey Isabella, of course, Andy's brother. So, yeah. and I think people, some people see Isabella, they're, they're going to be thinking of Andy and they're going to hit it, whatever, you know, and once again, positive game, game ship falling from behind. But I've been sitting this once again, was this, well, from my alma mater too, is Dwayne Menders who transferred from Marist. And oh, okay. I've been reading a lot about Menders. I remember when he was at, at Marist, he was very good, a very good receiver. Once again, you know, not just that division one there though, but I've seen a lot of comparisons to Justin Jefferson. People talking about Mendes. He's the guy, Mendes, Menders Jr. He's going to fly right under the radar. And so once again, you're making 20 lineups. I'm going to get Menders in a couple of them just for a chance, but it's more of a gut yeah. play too. But don't sleep on, if you can play anybody from Duquesne, I'll be playing Menders over Isabella. And just everything okay. I've read, I think he's going to get, he's definitely going to get, he's going to get some receptions. He's going to get some looks. And it's not that, not that Isabella is a star either. So Menders is, is like 5'11", he's 170, 45 receptions, like three, I got here, 525 yards last year. So he's a slot receiver. Yeah. I mean, yeah, slot slot guys can rack up, you know, six catches and, and be, a, exactly. be a solid play. Interesting there. I like that. So, yeah, and and you mentioned, so, I mean, he's going to be very much less popular than in that same price range on DraftKings, you know, Daywood Davis, who we were talking about earlier, Dre McCray. Oh, definitely, yeah. Keelan <laughs> Marion, probably all going to be more popular than someone like Menders Jr. So, people like me will be staying away from Duquesne. So, all right, well, I, I mean, that's about it. Any other guys that we didn't touch on? That uh, you wanted to get to? Yeah, I was just looking out to see if we to see if we missed anybody on the whole slate that I had marked. I don't think 
I like I like this slate. I think it's going to be a better GPP slate, but I think a lot of people are going to get are going to be let down in chalk because we're not sure how some of these Western Kentucky guys are going to go. But at the end of the day, though, I think it's going to be a pretty good slate. I had no for Robert Burns. We talked about Robert Burns. Yeah. For for UConn GPP only, I think we pretty much, I think we did pretty much hit everybody I wanted to. All right. Yeah, I think we're good. Well, appreciate you guys checking us out. Again, the full playbook will be on Fantasy Alarm. And, you know, subscribe to the All Pro account, as we mentioned earlier. Promo code NFL50 for 50% off for the next six months. Pete Cole will have the Night Slate playbook for this week zero slate. And all season long, we'll be helping you guys win. So hit us up in the Discord, on Twitter, whatever it be. Check out our playbooks. And and good luck, Pete. Good luck to you. And we'll be doing it again next week, right? Before you know, we'll be talking saying we can't believe the season's over with. So I know, right? <laughs> this is it. Week zero. Ready to yeah. go. Well, good luck, right. everyone. Good I luck, guys. you guys checking us out. See ya.